0: Let's pray. When I pray nowadays, it it just helps me not out of uh, uh, fashion or whatever. It just helps me focus. I just turn my hands over. It helps me and that may help you too just to focus on God and receive. Lord, we are in a position of receipt. Uh, We are the recipients, the receivers of your kindness and, and of your love. I want to receive from you now. I want to hear from you right now. Fill us with your spirit, Lord. Make change happen in our hearts and minds right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We are, um, has anybody, uh, and this is quite relevant to in terms of what's just been shared, um, has anybody ever felt left out? Anybody ever felt left out? I'm putting my hand up because I felt left out at times, There's several people up there have not felt left out, so perhaps you could come and preach. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever felt not part of the in crowd? Anybody felt like that? Even those who are in feel like that. Uh, some weeks back, Alison Giblet, who is a member of City Hope, who is living and working as a Christian in the Ukraine in Kiev, uh, visited us and we got together a prayer meeting just in the room behind and a number of us were praying for her and uh, we asked Alison, is there one thing that we could pray for you? And she says about her life in Ukraine, she says, I don't feel I belong. And right behind Alison, I could see Lana. And there were tears in her eyes. And she says, I feel the same. You know, Lana uh, is, is not originally from the UK. She's right bang in the middle of the church. But it hit my heart that Lana, who we love dearly, feels like that. Because... She feels I don't fit in, in some way. And I reckon over 90% of the people in some way here feel like that. In fact, 100% of the people at some time. And that struck a chord with me. The good news I have, I share, I bring, is that God wants you in. God wants you in even when we don't deserve to be in God wants us in his family what's more he paid the most unbelievable price for you to be in and that's the key theme of Ephesians what we're Looking at just listen to this from Ephesians 1. Can you read that up there? It's in Chinese, so it's not going to be very helpful. Um, So, it's you have to listen. My apologies. God, this is from Ephesians 1. God decided, God made a decision in advance. To adopt us... Get that? God decided in advance to adopt us... Into his own family. By bringing us to himself through Jesus. This is what he wanted to do... And it gave him great pleasure. He is so rich in kindness and grace... That he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He showered us with his kindness along with all wisdom and understanding. And this is a story of the whole of the Bible. That's just a few verses from Ephesians. It's the story of the whole of the Bible. The Bible is divided into two. There's uh, two big sections called the Old Testament and the New Testament. And uh, the word testament means covenant. And what's covenant mean? A covenant is actually about a covenant relationship. In the Old Testament, it was about a covenant relationship between God and the people of Israel, the family of Abraham... And in the New Testament, there's a brand new covenant uh, that is between God and all mankind who follow Jesus. Open to everybody. Open whether you're Jew or Gentile. And that's the story of the Bible. It's about relationship. And this relationship, so let me click, click, click. Joel, help me please. Move on one. Thank you. So, if we look at the book of Ephesians, it's got six chapters, and it's a game of two halves. It's a bit like the rugby yesterday. Yeah? England and then Scotland. Oh, boy, was I pleased about the end. Um, uh, Scots over there. <laughs> Congratulations to the Welsh, by the way. Um, so... It's a game of two halves. In the first half of Ephesians, it's about our vertical relationship with God, between us and God. And in the second half, it's about our relationship with one another. What Anna was just talking about, about the body of Christ. This sermon's already been preached by Dan and uh, Zara and, and by Anna. It's about the body of Christ. We just finished the first three chapters about the relationship with God. There was a Chinese teacher, a Christian teacher called Watchman Nee, wrote a book on Ephesians. And he called it, sit, walk, stand. And in Ephesians 2 verse 6, it says that we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ. Jesus has brought us, and we're to sit with him. The first half of Ephesians is not about do, it's about done. It's what Jesus has done for us. It's about what he, how he has repositioned us, how he's changed our position from being out to in us. From being outside the covenant to being inside the covenant. And anybody who's a follower of Jesus Know that you're in the family of God. And Watchman Lee would say, just sit. Don't do. Sit. And appreciate and thank God for what He's done. The second half of Ephesians is a bit more do. It's about walk and stand. It's about walking as a Christian and it's about standing uh, against all that is evil. So we now have had a half-time talk and we're moving into the second half of Ephesians. And he begins at the beginning of Ephesians 4. He Paul begs. Paul begs. He says, "I beg for us to lead a life worthy of our calling." Of who you are, of what God has already made you, of what He's done for you, lead a life of actually who you are now in Christ. And we're going to read, and get my friends. There are many. But I got four, and I'm going to come and read. I'm going to read the first verse, first section, and is we're going through Ephesians four they've got the microphones I, I'm speaking here so I'm going to read from Ephesians 4 and then, we're not going all the way through because it's 32 verses so here we go I'm going to read the one and then I think it goes on uh, to, to Bongai they, they know what they're doing I hope therefore I a prisoner for serving the Lord beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you Have been called by God. Always be humble. And gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults. Because of your love. Make every effort. To keep (coughs) yourselves united in the spirit. Building yourselves together with peace. There is one body. That's what Anna was talking about. One spirit. Just as you, you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. What Zara was talking about. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Who is over all, in all, and living through all. However... He has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Now these are the gifts Christ has given to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Be kind one to another tender hearted forgiving one another even as God in Christ has forgiven you do 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 do, 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 do. Ephesians 432 go <laughs> okay, one more let's all join in let's all join in Underhearted, forgiving one another, even as God said, in Christ has forgiven you. <laughs> do, 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 <laughs> Ephesians 4.32. Crazy. Welcome to City Home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> blame Jackie, Jackie for this. Blame Jackie for this. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 yeah, being about kids was a disaster. I mean, uh, you know, they, they were at each other, and we 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 we'd be singing this. Be kind, one to another. I was saying this to Anna this week that we're going to do this. And she said, yeah, but you didn't really want to be kind. (laughs) Uh, So be kind one to another. Why? Because God in Jesus has been kind to you. Why? Because Jesus has forgiven you. You know, you didn't deserve it, but he has forgiven you. Being forgiven is a marvellous thing. This is more than do good because, um, you know, do a good turn because someone, God, has done a good turn to you. It's not saying, oh, well, you know, God's done something for me, I'll do something for God. No. The forgiveness of Jesus changes everything. Everything. It changes who we are. We become sons and daughters of the living God. It is a transformation. It changes changed us from being out of the family to being in the family. We can change in some way what we do, but only Jesus can change who we are. Just say to you, are you a son and daughter of Jesus, uh, of the Father, this morning. Do you know the forgiveness of Jesus this morning? Because Jesus can change who you are. And when we're changed by who we are, sons and daughters of Jesus, then we can really change how we think, how we see, and what we do. Be kind. The wo- Greek word is Christos. Greek word for Christ is Christos. And commenters say there's a bit of a favourite word for New Test- some of the New Testament writers because it's a play on word. Christos, kind. Christos, Christ. Being kind is not an emotion. It is an action. It is a choice. It's not a feeling. It doesn't say feel kind. It says be kind. Take action. Our emotions should follow our behavior. Not lead them. And sometimes, even as Christians, we can let our emotions dominate and lead us. You can feel angry with someone and be kind to them. Isn't that amazing? William Barclay, uh, who... um, Again, you can't read it, but who cares nowadays? Uh, uh, (laughs) William Barclay... Wrote in Chinese, and I'm going to read directly from the Chinese here. It says, William Barclay uh, speaks about this verse, be kind one to another. Um, he says this is like the law of relationships. So Paul comes to summing up uh, the summing up of his advice. He tells us to be kind, Christos. The Greeks define this quality as the disposition of mind, which thinks as much of its neighbor's affairs as it does of its own. Kindness has learned the secret of looking outwards all the time, not inwards. He tells us to forgive uh, others as God forgave us. So in one sentence, Paul lays down the law of personal relationships that we should treat others as Jesus Christ has treated us. Have you enjoyed the kindness of God in your life? You are now responsible. I want to go back and uh, just oh, we can one, we can read. Um, <coughs> Anna was talking about the body. Of Christ, because in early uh, Ephesians 4, it talks about the body of Christ. And that is describing, for those who are not familiar with this, it describes that those who are Christians are in the family. And it describes, one of the pictures is, it's like we're the body of Christ now. we can't see Jesus, but you can see Christians. Hands, feet, you know, toes, limbs, whatever. And that he is the head, that's how it describes it. And it says from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. That means all of us doing our work just as Anna was saying. And some of us may feel, I don't feel part. Well, the point is, if you're in the body, you're in the body. And what's more, these bodies are, these, uh, this body's joined together. It's not like a skeleton with you know, the, the bones separate. It's joined by ligaments. Ligaments, bone to bone. And the point of this body, as we can see, is it should grow. It isn't just stay as it is. It's growing. And it builds itself up in love. And the ligaments are absolutely key to this. And what makes it, What oils those ligaments? I'm mixing my metaphors here. What makes those ligaments work? You know what it is? Kindness. One another forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Active kindness will make our relationships work. It won't be because Anne set up a group, although she's doing that in a kind way, it's because of the kindness of those people doing that, and it's a kindness that's happening. And why we can because God has been kind to us, we are in His family. We are his way of getting around nowadays. And if people can't, so I can't understand why people can't see it, who Jesus is. But that's our responsibility, partly. And the ligaments join us together. Think of a difficult relationship that you have. It could be a difficult relationship at work, it could be a difficult relationship in the family. Think about it really carefully. It could even be a difficult relationship uh, in the church. But I just want to picture who, you to picture who that, that difficult relationship is uh, with. And I want you to think, what does God want for me? What does he want me to demonstrate in that difficult relationship That person who's done you harm, that person who you find very difficult, perhaps annoying or frustrating, that person who may have said things about you that are untrue, that person who doesn't seem to be for you. Well, as I say, it could be anywhere, it could be a neighbour. What does God require of us? Be kind. Be kind. How can we be kind? it's easy to say how can we be kind I want to get rather practical in the next few minutes there's a lady called Shanti Feldhahn who's written an excellent book called The Kindness Challenge I had the privilege of meeting with Jeff and Shanti, and we hope we may be able to get them here uh, to speak in the summer sometime um, in the not too distant future um, and she's done a lot of research around relationships, um, and uh, she's a Christian, uh, but she's done uh, quite, and his research based this. And uh, she set this thing called the Kindness Challenge, where for thirty days, people choose, and it's their choice, for thirty days on that difficult relationship, they do three things: they say nothing negative to that person or about that person nothing just think about that person you're thinking about you say nothing don't look at each other (laughs) or perhaps look at each other (laughs) say nothing negative to or about them nothing does God say anything negative about you? Why? Because he's kind. The second thing, say one positive thing, you can silly praise or affirm uh, and even tell somebody else about that. So say one positive thing every day, particularly if this is a close relationship. Say one positive thing. Even that boss at work uh, who... Actually, has bullying tendencies. Say what, what you can genuinely appreciate about what they're doing. Positively affirm them. And even to somebody else, you know, uh, about my boss, he's, he's really good at this. Number three, every day do one small, Act of kindness or generosity for them. Of course this is not saying to somebody, you are now my kindness project. Uh, and yeah. Uh, you know, I'm expecting just like so let you know I like steak, uh, I like to uh, go and watch Spurs, I expect a bit of <laughs> so so this this is this is this is this is doing it Absolutely, anonymously. But what she found in her research, even in married relationships who are totally broken, she found 80 to 90% of restoration. I mean, real restoration. Not improvement, but significant improvement. Kindness doesn't mean that you're a doormat. Sometimes kindness is standing up to somebody and saying, I don't think that's right. Kindness, you know, God is not a walkover. You know, God also is a God of wrath and anger. But they go together. It's not one or the other. It's both and. They go together. It's who he is. So kindness is not soft. Niceness is soft. We're not asking you to be nice. God doesn't say, you know, hey, Christians, be nice. If you're nice, that's nice. If you're lovely, that's lovely. That's lovely. He's not asking us to be that. He's asking us to be kind. On a practical note, you may want to just take this in. For some of you, I hope some of you take up the challenge. And you can go onto their website and they will you know, do, do things that's worth having a look at. For those who want to follow that through in that particular way, do recommend the book to read. But more than that, I, my prayer is that we having sat and understood the kindness of God, start to live a life, continue to live a life, as worthy of our calling, that we'll be kind to one another, forgiving one another. And that's the way God's going to change us, He's going to change other people, He's going to change the world, because of His kindness. Let's pray. Let's stand. Before I say anything, I just want you just to do business with God yourself right now. Just quietly, just talk to God. Let him speak to you. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness to us. We can't quite comprehend. We can't comprehend why you should send your son, Jesus. He should die on a cross in our place. Your son, given for us. Lord, I still can't get my head around it. But you should want me to be part of your family, even though I've rebelled against you. And for each of us, that you want us in your family. Not only you want us in your family, you, you want us uh, to be active on your behalf, Lord. Part of your body, active on your behalf. Lord, thank you. That uh, Pray, Lord, that we will understand more of your kindness. Lord, that we will be people not driven by our emotions, but by the love of God. That we'll be active, Lord. That we'll we be people who sit and... Uh, Understand that we're seated in heavenly places. There would be people who walk in lives worthy of Jesus. And that we would stand against all that is evil. Oh God, we thank you that you at work among us, Lord. We uh, invite you afresh to fill us with your spirit, Lord. I pray for different relationships that have been thought about here today. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will oil uh, those relationships. Those ligaments will be built at work in the neighbourhood, in the family, in the church, Lord. Oh, God, thank you you've not finished with us yet. Fill us with your Spirit, Lord. We ask for more. We can't receive more of your kindness, but we can demonstrate more of your kindness. And that's what we ask, more of your Holy Spirit to enable that, Lord. Oh, God, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.